0: many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door, and he was speaking the word to them. Then some of the people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic? your your sins are forgiven, or to say, stand up and take your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Let us pray. May the words of this mouth and the meditations of our hearts, all our hearts, be acceptable to you, O God. Amen. Well, I'm glad to be here this morning, and I spent um, a few days, actually, with Jeff Utter. We're very good friends friends and um, learned that he had preached on this passage just a few weeks ago, so um, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to bring a different angle to it, but um, this is a wonderful, uh, well-known passage that um, I wanted to share some thoughts about. But I wanted to mention that I was camping in Laguna Beach uh, up at Crystal Cove just four or five weeks ago, you know, they have those new campsites up on the cliff. And um, so we had our tent and, um, and it was wonderful. It was the time of the full moon. And where our campsite was, the sun would come up from just those low hills and then set, of course, in the ocean. But then the moon came up from just about the same spot. And it was growing full in the three days we were there. And it would, you know, I would come out of my tent a couple of times during the night. And, and it would be shining over the ocean. And then I saw it set one morning. So this, this cycle, this huge rhythm of the, our gorgeous planet, just, it just filled me with gratitude, and, and you all get to live in this place where you get the rhythms of the ocean. You know, you're constantly reminded of the ebb and the flow, and while, so while we were here, I suggested to my husband that we go to see where you all are, and I like to get a little feel for the space that I'm going to be in because I like to move around a little, and Oh my God you know <laughs> I mean what a what a gorgeous facility you have, but also it just in looking at the programming and you know obviously this is more than just open and affirm, affirming I mean you're the, there feels like a lot of openness to the arts and to other traditions and to the spiritual journey so so I thought, well, they might be open to this way of understanding the the paralytic, the friends, and the scribes. Because I was introduced to a method of Bible study that really involves the whole body um, a number of years ago. And it's a method of taking these characters as metaphors. You take you take them inward so we look at what is a paralyzed part of me within some place that's stuck or rigid something that i would actually like to change or feel as though i'm called to change but i can i'm i'm stiff i'm just stuck there And then what, who are, what are the inner resources, the inner friends that I have? The, you know, the relationship I've developed with Jesus or with God, experiences I've had in the past which um, have been traumatic and I've found inner resources that, hmm, I might be able to draw on that again. These are inner friends. And scribes. We all have inner scribes. You know, they're the ones that say, uh-uh, don't change. Too risky. Could, you could lose friends. You could lose power. You know, the scribes were sort of vested in the system of forgiveness that was connected to the temple, where people had to come forth and do some ritual in order to get forgiven. forgiven. Jesus is end, well. You know, he's opening up a whole creative process. Forgiveness is a process and an interaction. So, in this, I was in this workshop, and we're all sitting in a in a big circle. So, imagine yourself in a circle of twenty or twenty-five people with a a, a good strong leader who, first of all, makes us make sure that we understand the historical and biblical scholarship behind this passage so we know that for example if you are paralyzed in those days it was viewed as god's judgment of some sin you had committed so illness and um injury were viewed as um, punishment for sin it's funny how that still creeps around in our society so but that was the understanding then and that scribes were very invested in the old system. So they're there to trap Jesus. Hmm, who does he think he is? He's, he's he, he, he thinks he can forgive? Him. So they're, they're stuck in their way, and they have a vested interest because they have power and prestige in that old system. So they don't want people to get forgiveness just for free. And we all have those inner scribes who say, let's let's not rock the boat. So let's just um, take this as as if we're in this circle, because then the leader says, once we've kind of gotten it established, a couple of those biblical facts, then the leader says, who is the paralytic in you? What's that stuck or rigid part of you that would like to change something? Maybe you know, you have, maybe you know that there's a certain tone of voice you use with someone. They're going to give you that feedback, maybe, and, and um, maybe you'd actually like to change it, but you can't really figure out how. Or there's some inner message you keep giving to yourself of inadequacy or, or a little pompous, whatever, whatever that range is. And you can sense, uh, those are the stuck parts. You, you, so you think about yours for a minute. I'll give a little confession, a little example of mine. So a few years ago, not too long ago, I would take my disgust with some of what our government does and doesn't do, and just rant, you know, just oh how can they do that again? We need so much more money for schools, and why are they always oh there's always plenty of plenty of money for military? And you know if if a billion dollars goes to waste because some technical thing didn't work on an airplane, nobody calls them in the way they call in welfare people on welfare. I would just carry on, and it wasn't really changing anyone's mind, and I wasn't really getting myself involved in actually making change. I was just sort of filling the air with my tirades, and it was part of the, my way of dealing with my... Oh, oh, please, God. So one day, a good friend said, why do you keep going on like that? I was doing this. It had kind of accumulated and become a, a habit. I was in a kind of rant rut. And um, so, so I took that in, and I, I thought, hmm, it's really not just once a month or something that I say that. I do. Inner friends. Perhaps you have someone in your uh, family who has died who communicates with you, who, st- who sends a certain kind of wisdom to you. That's an inner friend. Or an experience you had where uh, you had to really dig deep. And that resource is still there, but you may not draw on it. Same pattern. And I remained silent. I was really proud of myself. I thought about it and, and then drew on some other strengths. And, and you'll all be very glad to know I hardly ever rant anymore. In fact, it's just <laughs> cathartic to just pretend to remember when I used to rant. Because now I actually have joined some organizations and I do more. And it helps a lot. What if you change, if you do this or that? You don't know what's going to happen. Better to not rock the boat and just stay the way you're going. Scribes need not judgment, but discernment. We need to discern. Is this a, is this a caution they're giving that is important for me to listen to now? Or is this um, um, a, a scariness that they, they don't want to have um, us change and in a way that we might be being called to, be ch- to change? So think about that scribe voice in you that might hold you back from something that is really a, a skillful forward movement that's wise to take. This is kind of what I think Jesus was seeing in introducing a process of forgiveness. He sees this paralytic who took the initiative to get himself to the healing place, and he had friends, so he must have been a guy with some character or interest, you know, that he'd get four people to carry him. And... um, And so Jesus is watching all this. Hmm, this guy, you know, and they're coming down. And they, hmm. So he just says, your faith has healed you. The whole situation has healed you. And he doesn't say, I have healed you. He says, your faith, I see it in this. You brought, I do have, I am part of the ingredient of healing. I have a relationship with God, and I see, I name what I see. And so it's, it's what's in you that is, and, and in the presence of Jesus and God, that is allowing the forgiveness to happen. So this way of taking the characters inwardly, uh, we did, at this workshop, we did clay, we did painting, we did pantomime, to get the body engaged in what is this scripture saying inside us? So I encourage you to, to live with these inner characters during the week and see if they um, serve you in any way. And just so you don't think this is a kooky thing, a very prominent n- uh, New Testament scholar, Walter Wink, wrote a book about this kind of process, uh, The Bible and, and Transformation, the Bible and Human Transformation. And um, so it's another way of looking at the scripture. And um, I commend it to you. Let's have a moment of prayer. Gracious God, our creator, be with us as we look with compassion on those stuck and rigid and paralyzed parts of ourselves. Strengthen those inner friends and resources we have that call us to change sometimes. Give us a discerning mind in knowing what the scribes are proposing. Bless each of us in our inward journey, that by doing our own inner work, we may more fully serve in the outer world. We pray in the name of our companion, Jesus. Amen.